Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. This is wonderful to have you with me today, and it's going to be an exceptional day because we're going to be talking with an awesome author of children's books. Let me say, let's take time this morning to remember those people that really are going through transitions. It's always difficult when life throws us a curve, says we have to think differently, we have to operate our lives, differently. And so it's a time where we have to really regroup. I want you to get your cup of coffee, get your comfortable chair, and sit back and listen as my guest Sherry Fink shares with us her transition. Now Sherry and I met years ago on our paths as they were changing. And she has become the founder of the whimsical world of Sherry Fink's children's brand of books. Sherry is awesome in that, in the brief time that I've known her, she has published five children's books, written and published five children's books, starting off with The Little Rose, that became a number one bestseller. And it stayed on the Amazon for 60 weeks as a bestseller. This is the awesome way to start, Sherry. But anyway, she wrote then The Little Gnome, Exploring the Garden with the Little Rose, The Little Firefly, and The Little Seahorse, and done successfully well all these years. So anyway, may I welcome Sherry Fink to the, radio, to the program today. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Sherry. This is awesome <laughs> to have you here. This is just really exciting for me. Um, for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was trying to think, when was it that we started this journey? In 2008 or nine? 10, 2010. Was it 10? Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. Well, we both started, just to share with our listeners, so we'll bring them in. We started this journey with Jack Canfield in his uh, summer program that he normally does, the one-week training, uh, Breakthrough to Success, and uh, which he still does. Um, but anyway, what, why were you there, Sherry? I know why I was there, but why were you there? 
Um, you know, I I had really become interested in, in Jack through his books. Mm-hmm. And I had read pretty much everything I could get my hands on through my local library for the past, I guess it was like seven years before I actually attended Breakthrough to Success. Yeah. And most memorably um, was The Power of Focus. That book really had an effect on me. And I thought, my gosh, like one day I'm going to meet this man. Mm. And then I joined his email list. I found out about Breakthrough to Success. And I planned ahead a year in advance. I said, okay, I'm going to save up the money and I'm going to take off the time because at the time I was working in a corporate job. Mm-hmm. And seven days for a conference was a luxury, you know, yeah. <laughs> a non-business right. conference. Yeah. And so I planned a year in advance. I'll attend in 2010. And my purpose was really just to meet him, to be um, around his teachings and to, mm-hmm. to, to soak up as much as I could. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it benefited me in ways I could never have foreseen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I remember that we, you know, that we did some exercises to do, which is what his workshop is. And uh, you were just full of energy. You had such a great glow about you, and and it was very inviting for people to come and speak to you. So. That's why I was attracted to come over and speak to Sherry. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, why? So obviously, because of some discontent in you, you were trying to make a transition from corporate America. Is that correct? Or you were wanting yes. more for your life in any way? Yeah, it was kind of like. Um, I've been doing I've been doing online marketing for so long, like I, I've been doing it for over twelve years, mm-hmm. and I was good at it, and I kept getting rewarded for it, but it mm-hmm. stopped feeling fulfilling to me. Yeah, and I kept trying to find other ways to make it more fun, but it wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a lot of soul searching, and I ultimately decided to leave my corporate job a week before um, that that breakthrough to success conference where we met. <laughs> oh, you! Oh, you were unemployed when you came. You had actually quit I don't your look at job. It that way. <laughs> I I look at it as free. I was free, free. for the first time free. in my life. Okay. Yeah, right. and and I had made that decision a year in advance, so I had an exit strategy in place. I left yeah. on really good terms, you know, and right. I was doing consulting for smaller businesses. So yeah, the same thing I was doing for the big brands, I was doing for the local smaller companies. So, oh, okay. Yeah, but I had a lot more freedom in my lifestyle, and I had more choices. You know, I had opportunity opening up right. when I attended BTS. Right. So you had more or less gone into your own um, job. You were self-employed and entrepreneur, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it seems in that after that first workshop that we went to, BTS, Breakthrough to Success, that you made a transition. When you came back, when we gathered together again, which we went on to sign up for the next course, which was advanced training, um, you came back and you had written this wonderful daily journal called Dreams Come True. And um, it's was a it compiled all of the things that Jack recommended we do to prepare ourselves each day for the day. 
Miss Hale, would, is that how you would describe it? Yes, yes, because he taught so many wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very organized person, mm-hmm. but I could not keep everything going. I, <laughs> I had to have some kind of a tool. And yeah. So I created like a one sheet for me for each day. And then mm-hmm. I told my mastermind group about it, and they were like, oh, I need that. I need that for yeah. every day. You, you should put that into a book format. And then I was like, really? Uh-huh. So then I thought, well, what would make it better? Like, oh, well, weekly goals, like to align with your, your annual goals, like your action steps for each week. So that way, every week, you're getting two action steps toward each of your big goals. I thought, right. well, that would really make me feel like I was accomplishing something. Uh-huh. So I added that. I added quotes. I, like, formatted things. like. I had the cover professionally designed. I just, I was really like, I had a fire in my belly about it because I, mm-hmm. I needed the tool myself. Yeah. And other people uh-huh. wanted it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was the first time I ever um, published anything. Mm-hmm. And I still use it to this day. Like I use this fresh one every year and mm-hmm. it helps me align my, my goals and my actions and see my success. Because one of the big things for me was that if I don't write down the things that I'm doing, it's as if I've done nothing all day. Ah, like I'm uh-huh. such a forward-looking person. Like I will forget. Oh my gosh! Like I, I accomplished all these things, and for me, it's really important because I'm a very busy person, as we most of us are. Yeah. And I need mm-hmm. to acknowledge my successes, even if it's just progress towards a goal. Yeah. I need to feel like I've accomplished something. So right. that was the big thing for me was just capturing those things. Yeah. Now. Do you, when you work the sheet, I'm going to refer to it as the daily log or how we journal, daily journal. Um, do you work it in the evening? Do you check it off in the evening? Do you use it as a guide in the morning? Or do you use it all um, day? It could be used all it day. It depends. Almost. The way I like to do it is in the morning after I've meditated, I like to look at the, the day and I like to check off meditation. <laughs> mm, yeah. And, First check. And then write, mm-hmm. write my gratitudes mm-hmm. because there's a place on there to do a gratitude log. So there's seven um, things. And I try to never repeat what I'm grateful for. So in four years, like, you know, there's a lot to be grateful for, seven things a day. And yeah. then if I'm in my home office, I will keep it open and write things in as they happen. If I'm away, like, and then I'll write it in later in the day. Yeah. Right. But you have here on the, just to share with our listeners, you have here on the daily disciplines, the med- meditation, exercise, you read, because Jack believes in the hour of uh, hour of power, which is 20 minutes of meditation, 20 minutes of exercise, and 20 minutes of reading something motivational. And um, then you talk about the mirror exercise. Uh, releasing negative thoughts and limitations, and talking to your accountability partner. And the accountability partner is that person that we kind of take on as our daily uh, check-in person. And do you? How long have you been with the, your accountability partner? Since BTS 2010. <laughs> That's yeah. So they really become part of an important part of your life, daily life, don't they? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's become my best friend. Yeah. And so that's (laughs) our way of keeping us on track. So we are going to be going shortly to a uh, brief break.
And then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the Daily Journal, but then I want to get into how Sherry began writing and started writing children's books, which I think is just really fascinating. Um, Why she was drawn to writing children's book, or as she told me when we visited, they more or less picked her. (laughs) And uh, I can see that just just due to the playful side that I know Sherry does have. So please come back and be with us as we continue to hear more about Sherry Fink. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are visiting today with Sherry Fink. She's a number one best-selling award-winning children's author and creator of the whimsical world of Sherry Fink brand and an international speaker. Sherry and I have been friends since 2010, right? And we met at BTS, which is Breakthrough to Success with Jack Canfield. Now, during that week, with Jack Canfield, we get so much good information that Sherry developed a daily journal of practices 
that you could put into your life to help you get to your goals in your dreams. And so we were talking about that sheet, which she still uses to this day. And I remember coming back, and Sherry had this book. And it was just such a great idea um, to help one stay focused on the different processes that need to be done every day to help you achieve your goals. So, Sherry, um, if someone would be interested in getting a this book to help them do their daily log, where could they get this? Oh, you can find it online at www.dreamscometruejournal.com. Okay. So, this is a handy tool. And I they would probably need to read Jack's book to understand some of the the practices in it, I think. Wouldn't you I recommend that? I think it would, be, it would be a good companion to read the success principles. However, mm-hmm. in the very beginning of the journal, there's a like um, a page or two that talk about each of the sections. So oh, even okay. without yeah. having read it, mm-hmm. they would still be okay. I mean, I, I, think, I, I obviously think Jack's amazing and reading his book could only enhance your life. <laughs> yeah. But if you didn't have time to do that, you'd still be right. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was looking at the mirror exercise, and I didn't. I was So that's something they may want to look up, and you could probably look it up very easily. Just on Google. Google anything. You can find it. Now, <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to go and talk a little bit more about you, Sherry. Um I am so interested in knowing how you began writing children's books. Yes. And why you okay, were drawn so to that. Um, it was accidental, actually, as most great things are, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So before I decided to leave my corporate job, mm-hmm. um, I was going through like a really difficult time in the office where – I was doing extremely well and getting promoted and, and like just had a really good job. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I had this like um, embarrassing little secret. And that was that there was another woman in the office who was bullying me. Oh, really? And yes, yes. And trust me, it doesn't get any easier as an adult. No. And, you know, it was it was like really, really difficult. Like I, I tried all these different things. I read books. I I talked to people who who were in the know, and I tried everything that they said, and none of it was working. Hmm. And I was like really devastated. It was very distracting. It was it was difficult. And yeah. I was driving to work one day, and I was bawling, like just absolutely oh, no. crying. Didn't want to go. Couldn't foresee a way for me to not go at that point. Yeah. My mind wasn't open. This is way before BTS. And I just remember having this moment of surrender where I was like, I will try anything to make the situation better. And at that moment, this idea came to me about a little rose growing up in a weed bed who thinks that she's the weed because she's different. Mm. And then the story wrote through me, Mm. like in the car, at the stoplight, bits of paper out of my purse scribbling it down on my leg. I mean, from the very beginning, like there once was a little rose that grew amid a flourishing bed of weeds on the side of the road, like that all the way to the end. Oh my goodness. And 
yeah, and I didn't know what that was. Like, that had never happened to me before. Right. I, you know, I've, I've been very creative as a kid, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was mostly channeling my creativity to help clients sell things through my marketing jobs, but yeah. as an adult. So, yeah, that, that happened, and then I put it in the drawer for over a year, and mm. I went to BTS, didn't think anything of it, went to Advanced. So Advanced was in October 2010, mm-hmm. and that's when I had the journal. Well, the very first woman to buy that journal and yeah. have me autograph it, which was cool, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she was asking me while I was signing it if if I had other things I had written. And I said, mm-hmm. no, no, I just write for business and marketing. And she's like, no, no, I know you have more. And she kept pressuring me. And so I finally, I just said, you know what? I've got this little story. And she said, tell me. And I told her the story and she said, I just got goosebumps. You have to do something with that because my grandchildren need that message. Oh, Sherry, that's, that's a beautiful story. Thank you. And it was yeah. the very first day of Advanced. And I didn't know this woman. I just met her that day. And was she so, at Advanced or on the way? Yes, ah. she was. She was. Yes. Awesome. And so it's probably a mutual friend of ours. I'll share with you later. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was mm-hmm. such an interesting thing. Like, I knew I was meant to go to that conference. I didn't know why, mm-hmm. but I trusted it. And right. that one conversation, like it, it, the light bulb went off in my head, and just I just knew that I wanted to to do it. And it scared mm-hmm. me, and it mm-hmm. excited me. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna go for it. Oh my goodness, that is a beautiful story. You know, I I do know what you kind of what you kind of felt when sometimes we do get that feeling, we do something and we kind of go, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I've been, I I have to do it. And so, uh, yeah, some beautiful things can happen when we go with that inside feeling that says, do it. You're drawn yeah. to it. Do it. Um, but I love that, I mean, that you just asked for help and there it was. Their yeah. download, you might say, was right there at a stoplight. Um, and, you, you know, know, I I had so, like, I was so open at that point. Like, I had no more ego about it. Uh-huh. I was, like, ready. And I don't know if I ever would have been ready if I hadn't been at that state, you know, in that mm-hmm. point, in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, you're right. It's there. It's just we have to be open. Yeah. Uh, have you ever written anything about bullying in your books? Well, the, the Little Rose is is a, a bullying story. Oh, it is. It's about okay. mm-hmm, it's about being your authentic self, no matter what anyone else thinks or or says about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, regretfully, I've not read read the Little Rose yet. Uh, That's okay, <laughs> but. <laughs> Just in case the viewers or listeners thought I had. Uh, but I know that you have had tremendous success with four other books as well. So what prompted <laughs> you to keep writing about children's books? You know, after the first one came out and it went number one, I thought, okay, check the box. You know, I'm a best-selling <laughs> author. I have a book. It's awesome. But then about a month later, I had another idea. 
And I thought, you know, I'm going to focus on other things like the journal and whatever. But then the idea kept coming back and it was for the little gnome. And it just kept tickling me so much. Like I had to, I had to write it down. And then the next thing I had another idea and then I had another, now I know like a bunch of the books, like I know all of them through 2017, um, the titles. So, Oh, it just, I just keep following the inspiration. That's really what it is. It's like, just being open. And, and then I didn't even start, I didn't intend to start a brand that mm-hmm. happened after the little gnome came out and people started approaching me about all kinds of things. Like, have you thought about adapting it for the stage? Have you thought about printing them on fabrics? Have you thought about licensing them to be on notebooks and pencils and all kinds of things? Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I kind of need an umbrella <laughs> for this, mm-hmm. you know, this to live under. And yeah. then I thought, well, what would be really fun and that's how the whimsical world was born. Right. Well, there's so many messages that I think parents are really wanting for their children because we we are a fast-changing civilization and some really kind of wicked things are happening. Now, you, you said there was bullying in, in the business world, which I'm totally surprised by, but I do know it exists in the schools because we hear so much about it but are all of your books focused at um issues that happen to children um they're really they're designed to inspire and delight kids while planting seeds of self-esteem yeah so like the first one's about being your authentic self Mm -hmm. even if other people are misguided and don't understand you the second one, The Little Gnome, is about looking for the good in change and being adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, the Little Firefly is about being a late bloomer and loving and accepting yourself for who you are mm-hmm. and the power of, of true friendship because that those are the people who will love you no matter what. Mm. Um, and then The Little Seahorse is about a bashful little seahorse who has to learn to speak up and ask for help in order to accomplish a goal. Mm-hmm. So they... Yeah, they have messages embedded in them, but they're mm-hmm. they're kind of like they're storybooks with a little adventure, and mm-hmm. the, the kids see themselves through the eyes of the character. Yes, and discover something special about themselves in the process. Right. Well, there are also books that that would really adapt to many adults. Many adults. Yes, and I have deal a lot those. of adult fans. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that for sure. Um. Um. Uh, the we have about 30 seconds before we go to break and and when we come back i'd really like to talk about how you as a writer developed your skill in writing now you talk about the little rose and how it was a download almost for you but our it seems like a lot of your books have been written that way so i'm i'm most anxious to know how you personally have gone come into the writing world. So we will be looking forward to talking about that when we come back from the break. So we'll be back in a few minutes with Sherry Pink. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. 
This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, Check out her website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome. We are having a fabulous conversation with a dear friend, Cherry Fink. Cherry publishes children's books, but they're not just any their award-winning children's books. And she has authored six at this time. Four, six at this time. Five. 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 Another one on the way. (laughs) She's on her way to her sixth one. And she says she has titles for new books up until 2017, which is awesome. But, Sherry, One of the things that I've learned in visiting with other authors, that there are so many different ways that we all adapt to our writing. Some use writing classes and support groups. Some have a a dedicated time every morning where they do their writing. So I'm, I'm curious as to how you have developed your writing skills and created your books. Um. You know, it's really interesting. Like, as a kid, I was writing all the time, mm-hmm. and I was creating my own little worlds, and I, like, even, like, created games and all kinds of things. And then I lost track of that while I was trying to do really well in school so I could get into college. And, and I wrote during that time, but not really for fun, mm-hmm. and definitely not super creatively. Um, yes. So, and I've always been really good at school, so, and I've done a lot of writing and things like that, so I guess I've kind of honed it over my undergrad and grad school careers and, and in the business world. Um, but 
I never took writing classes or anything specific as an adult, like mm-hmm. beyond college. Mm-hmm. I um, I don't know. I, I just follow the inspiration. I write what I'm inspired to write, and I trust that it'll resonate with people as it's meant to, as it comes from my heart. And that seems to be the, the key, is not getting too in the head about it. So, um, and I, and you know, I do a lot of things in the industry. Like I, I attend writers conferences. I learn from a lot of other people who are successful and happy mm-hmm. in the business. And I've had coaches. I have mentors. I have all these other tools that I've um, attracted into my life. But um, I just try not to make it hard. Like if I had to sit down and go to a writing class and learn grammar and conjugate, like that would kill it for me. Mm. Like I, I have to feel free yeah. and I know some people, they really like all that structure and I don't need it. Like I, I fly by the seat of my pants with the writing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I sit down, I create the space for it to come mm-hmm. and I have specific things that I do to try to get myself into that state. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And you know, I just allow the flexibility and try not to pressure myself too much to produce that moment because I know it'll come if I just relax. Yeah. So you don't you don't have like a set time. You just do you think about doing it at a a day a day? Do you set aside so many days a week or um, um what I what I typically do is that I have two days a week that are writing days. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm writing a book. It could be right. that I'm writing an article or I'm responding to an email interview request or um, writing campaign copy for a, a launch. It could be oh, any kind yeah. of writing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not super strict about it either because opportunities like this come up and today's a writing day. And so, you know, I really wanted to, to talk with you and be on your show. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm flexible with myself on that too. Yeah. But when I'm in the the midst of writing something, like it'll be a focus for the week or for a couple weeks. Like I'll have more than two writing days scheduled. Like this week I have pretty much every day there's writing involved because I'm I'm writing my first novel and so it requires a lot more energy out of me to keep producing that. So I have more space in my schedule to do that this week. Ah, well, it's just a, you know, writing, I guess, is not really one of my strong suits, so I'm always so impressed by people that have that ability to sit down and write on command, (laughs) or as you say. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm doing it on command. (laughs) It's more like I'm bribing myself. (laughs) I'm... I'm figuring out, okay, what would I really like to do? Okay, if I can get this done, mm-hmm. then I get to do that. You know, oh. I have, like, rewards for myself through the process. Ah, yes. I've heard other people doing the rewards. So what are your rewards? Well, it depends. Like, um, when I was trying to finish The Little Gnome, like, mm-hmm. I had to finish it by a certain date in order to get it to the illustrator, in order to have it edited, illustrated, and produced on the date that I wanted it to be available in stores, like I had to really buckle down. And so I told myself, I said, okay, well, if I can get this draft done by my deadline, which was very aggressive at the time, I was doing a lot of other things to promote the little rose. Right. I'm going to go to Hawaii. 
I get a three-day trip to Hawaii. No, that was highly motivating. Yeah, for sure. So that was really good. But then there's smaller things too. Like I'll tell myself, okay, if you can, if you can finish writing this scene, Mm -hmm. then you'll walk on the beach at sunset. You know, I live Uh, right near the ocean. I love that. And Mm -hmm. I'll do things like that. Or, you know, get this done today so that you can go out with your friends tonight. You know, if you get this, if you get this thing written, then you can have three days over the weekend to not have to focus on it at all Mm -hmm. and do whatever you want. Just have fun. Right. So I'll, I'll do things like that. Um, The other thing is I love Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so inspired by people on Facebook. I love seeing what they're doing. I love hearing their, their thoughts and their quotes and I love it. So I will tell myself <laughs> a little reward will be, okay, just write until noon and then you can check Facebook. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's the little things, you know, you got to find what works for you. <laughs> to make us happy. <laughs> yeah. Now, as, now, I noticed that in the last year, I think it's been about a year, Sherry, that you are wearing a new um, look. Want to tell us about <laughs> the new look? Sure. Because I've been um, seeing it on Facebook. <laughs> see? <laughs> yes. I read. <laughs> so um, last July, I did an event for PBS, and it was my second or third event for them. And I'm very engaged with my Facebook fans. I have a a fan page and I personally respond to every message and I love it. And so I playfully asked the night before, Uh I asked, should I go brunette (laughs) or Smurfberry blue? Uh And my fans are awesome. Like they were very creative and they thought I should go blue. (laughs) So then I was like, Oh my gosh, like, (laughs) am I really going to do it, you know? And Uh I did. I decided I was going to have turquoise blue hair, Mm -hmm. and I rocked it the whole day, and I had so much fun, and people were like, it was just so interesting, the different response. Like, I mean, people are always so lovely to me. Like, my fans are amazing, Mm -hmm. but there was something about it, like maybe it was my confidence level or... I felt like I was like incognito and like a little bit of a superhero, you know, like, (laughs) I I don't know what it was, but the energy was different. And all these people wanted their picture taken with me and everywhere I went, like even, even when I ate lunch afterward, like people were like, oh, I love your hair. Mm -hmm. I wish I was brave enough to do that. Like just, I had all these great conversations about courage right? everywhere I went. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, why are we so afraid? Like, it, I don't know. It's like, it's, it was fascinating to me. And so the next time I did a, an event for kids, I thought, you know what, maybe I'll try a different color. And so now it's kind of a thing. Like people are like, oh, well, what color is it going to be? And, oh, you're doing an event Saturday. Which one, which, what colorful hair are you going to have? You know? And, and I just love it. It's a lot of fun. Well, the so, one I'm looking I, at is the rainbow. <laughs> you had the That's rainbow. one of my favorites. <laughs> and how to, but, Everybody reacts to it, adults as well as your your oh, yeah. little viewers. So yes. um, it's it's really fun, and I mean, adults are asking to have their picture taken with me, and 
I don't know. It just, I guess I'm, I'm all about how can I make this the most fun for me and for the fans? Yeah. And yeah. for me, like I love rocking the colorful hair. It's just, it's magical. And I love magic. And yes. the kids, they're so, they're just so great. Like they'll come up to me. I just did an event on Saturday mm-hmm. and little, little kids will come up to me and be like, is that your real hair? Like, do you grow rainbow hair? And I, and I always just, I just look at them like, and I just say, what do you think, sweetheart? Uh And they think I do. They think I grew (laughs) rainbow hair. Like, I I love that they think I'm that magical. (laughs) Well, there's something so special about that. Yeah. Where do you buy hair like that? Well, you know, like, I'm most... I, I look around in different shops. Um, uh-huh. Typically, they're like party type stores. Okay. That have them, uh-huh. but um, but I'm I'm actually looking at possibly signing my first sponsor. Uh-huh. I found this great company that does beautiful, beautiful hair, and we'll see. We're we're, we're working on it, but um, but that would be a dream come true for me because they just have so many great options. Ah. Oh. And people always ask me where I get it, so uh-huh. I think it would be a really great win win. Yes, it would. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I love. I now where has this taken us? I just love the route that you're going. It's just opportunity, <laughs> opportunity, opportunity. It's it's magical, Sherry. It's magical. Really? <laughs> Don't you feel it? <laughs> I feel it. I, I it. do. Oh my. Well, I uh, I'll invite everybody to go to Sherry Fink's Facebook page uh, so you can see her hair in the rainbow color because you do I know I've seen that one on there as well as it's on your website and your website would you like to share that with um, our listeners today what is your website information sure it's www.sherryfink.com and it's mm-hmm. spelled S-H-E-R-I F I N K dot com. And, and is that the Facebook, same book? Yeah, thank you. It's www.facebook.com slash Sherry Fink Fan. So it's S H E R I F I N K F A N. And we will be back shortly to talk with Sherry Fink. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Chances are, you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We have been talking with Sherry Fink, a dear friend who has become an award-winning children's author. And she has magical books. So mothers, if you're looking for a book to help build the self-esteem for your child, I really, really encourage you to look for Sherry's books. The Little Rose, which if you're in Tyler, Texas, that's, that's a good one since we think we're the rose capital of the world. And then The <laughs> Little Gnome, Exploring the Garden with the Little Rose and the Little Firefly. And the Little Seahorse are her published books at this point. Now, Sherry, one of your books was made into a play, wasn't it? I remember. Yes. And how did that feel? Uh, Amazing. Like, (laughs) (laughs) ridiculously amazing, honestly. Like, go ahead. Was that um, a high school or a college? I'm I'm trying to remember it, this. The fact it was a university that. in Tennessee. Uh huh. They were the first theater to pick it up, and I went to Tennessee. With, I took my mom, mm-hmm. and we went to the premiere, and it was amazing. Just I've never in my life seen my words performed on stage. Yes. And I just cried the whole time. Like, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I bet. And afterward, the actors were like, there were rumors that you might come. Like, but I didn't believe them. And I was like, of course, I wouldn't miss this. Like, <laughs> this is so special. <laughs> no, well, so what happens when they, I mean, is there any chance of it being taken into other places, the stories? Yes. Yeah, really? there are a couple things in the works right now. So, mm-hmm. um, with the Little Rose play, but mm-hmm. um, there will be more revealed when there's anything official to share. But yeah, yeah, the plan. My my vision is to have it spread throughout North America. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be ideal, mm-hmm. and that would bring the story to many, many more families, right. and um, that would be a dream come true too. And again, The Little Rose, for those people that may have joined us late, the focus of this book was more on bullying. Yeah, it's about, like, because everyone's had a time in their life, even if you've been so fortunate that you've never been bullied, which I'm not sure there's anyone that's in that boat, but in case you are, 
there's got to be a time that you've also felt left out or like you didn't fit in or just didn't know what you were doing. Um, it's, it's really a story about being who you are, no matter how misunderstood you might be Mm -hmm. and finding people who believe in you and surrounding yourself around positive influences and just really shining. Mm. Yeah. Which is what we want everyone to be able to feel, be it little person or be it adult. Yeah. Um, A lot of us, when we go through transition, have a great opportunity to start reclaiming some of those qualities that you used earlier that you did a lot of writing as a young person. And then because life gets in the way, we go to college, we do other things, we put those skills up on a shelf saying, oh, we'll get back to them. And I love that you did. And when you did, it was such wonderful, beautiful things that came, like The Little Rose, you know, and your other books that really add value to other people's lives. So it's, Thank it's, you. It's just magical how life can help us, and we can be part of that through our transitions. Right? Yes, and I, and I want your listeners to know, too, like, it doesn't always feel like it's magical in the moment. <laughs> like, sometimes it feels really, really hard. Like, yeah. There are doubt days. I mean, everybody has them, no matter, like, I know a fan wrote to me, a write, she's a writer, and she said, um, an adult writer, and she said, oh, I can't wait to get where you are because then I won't be afraid. And I laughed, and I said, you know what? You're going to be afraid on a whole other level. Like, it doesn't go away. Like, you might not be afraid of the same thing. Like, you right. will get confident in some areas. You'll grow. But uh-huh. you're, you just keep stepping up on a bigger stage. So yes. there'll be there'll be new things to challenge yourself with. And, you know, you just you just keep going. Right. and you don't necessarily know where it's going to go. Like there's a lot of trust involved in that when you're in transition mm-hmm. and you have to embrace being in the cocoon, right? Like embrace being the caterpillar, embrace being in the cocoon and then fully embrace being the butterfly when it comes. And I think we all go through multiple stages in our life at the same life cycle there. And yeah, it doesn't always feel easy. It rarely feels easy. <laughs> <laughs> That is so that's, true that's that we where do. you want to be. <laughs> yeah, that's so true that we do believe that if we just get over this, it'll be okay. And some yeah. of those, <laughs> those scary things will go away. But it's actually, it, it has a wonderful purpose, you know, that yeah. little scariness that comes inside of us. It says, you can be strong, you can be strong. I love the little engine story. <laughs> Always will. Yeah. You know, but it's so important to push a, push ourselves out of our comfort zone and and keep moving. Tell me what's coming up for Sherry Fink. What do you have well, that you can share with us? I know a lot of things are coming, but what are those <laughs> things you can share with us, Sherry? Um, well, the next book in this, the little series for children, mm-hmm. is The Little Unicorn. Mm-hmm. And that will come out in March of 2014, mm-hmm. 2015. <laughs> 2015. And okay. Yes, 2015. And so that is um, something that I just wrote the opening paragraph the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, pretty excited about that one. And then I'm writing well, my first novel. 
About the little unicorn, now, will it, do you know what it's going to primarily focus on as far as the self-esteem and I have no idea. Okay. All right. I see the character. Right. I can see her very clearly in my mind, and I can see her world, but I don't know what's happening in it yet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a seat of the pants thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Now, okay, Mm -hmm. I sort of cut you off. So then you're also working on another book. My debut novel. Yes. Yes, for adults. And the way I describe this one is like a fun, flirty, sexy, happily ever after story. Well, who wouldn't want to buy that? I know. I'm writing what I want to read. (laughs) (laughs) And about most other women as well. (laughs) And And me too. And ultimately, I want to spread love and joy. Like that's my... I think that's one of the reasons I'm here um, mm-hmm. is to spread love and joy. And the children's books are about love. Mm. The, the adult book is about love. Like it's mm. all about love. It's just different versions of it. And so I'm really inspired to write that. And I'm just trusting that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's in the works. I'm also working on my very first toy. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Toy. Yes. yes. Very well, excited about that. Yeah. And um, how does one work on their first toy? How do you decide on a toy? Oh, it's hard to decide love. because I have so many ideas. Uh-huh. So the first one will most likely be a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're looking at the little seahorse being the oh, first yes. one. Yes. Oh, there's a wonderful yeah. museum in California that I've visited that has the seahorses, and they're such magical little creatures. Oh, they really are. They're special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wonderful. You know, uh, children's museums is part of my history, and uh, so, yeah, that was a children's museum, aquarium somewhere. Wonderful. Okay, so you're do the stuff. The animals, the toy. Uh-huh. And? Yes. And I'm collaborating with a songwriter, and there's going to be a song for the brand. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. There's, just, there's a lot in the works. There's a lot more things, but I can't really share a lot oh, about it yet. Yeah. But my, my goal is to, to expand the brand globally and yeah. to reach kids all over the world with the empowering messages from the books. Wonderful. And to do that through toys and games and, you know, even fun things like beauty, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I think there would be some really cool things there and fashion and just mm-hmm. why put ourselves in a box, right? right? Like why limit it? Like if you can reach someone and inspire them and have fun in, in multiple ways, like why not do it mm. as much as you can? Right. So I that's, love that's really where I'm at. Yeah. And And it's, I'm running it as a business. Like that's the other thing is like, yeah, it's a lot of fun and I get to do cool things and I get to be colorful, but, but it's, it's in the end of the day, it's a business. So you have to make decisions on like, you know, what's the most important thing here? And is this going to sell more books? Is this not going to like, is this decision going to take me down a path that I want to go down, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's balancing all those things. And like I said, it doesn't always feel super magical, but when it does, it's incredible, and it's worth it. 
like it's my dream and I just keep dreaming bigger. And, and that's, I think my big message to your listeners is like, no matter where you are, you're only limited by what you think you can or can't do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think that I've excelled at, like somehow is doing things that people said were impossible. Yeah. But it's because I didn't, I didn't believe them. Yeah. I thought, right. oh, well, that's your limitation. Like that's impossible <laughs> for you. And not judgmentally, but thank you so much for not wanting me to be disappointed. But I have no idea what I'm capable of until right. I go for it. It's all out And so there. I just keep going for it every day. Just go for it, go for it, go for it. And surround yourself by people who are going for it because they will support you and they will understand the things that you're going through. Yeah. So, so well said, Cherry. You know, there's so many dreams inside of us and so many dreams that are never claimed because we listen to limitations. I want to say thank you very much for sharing your inspiration with us today. You have been a delight to visit with. I've enjoyed catching up. I want to talk more. (laughs) But it's just been fabulous. So from me to you, thank you, thank you for your time, for sharing your dreams, for sharing your, um, your dreams for this wonderful thing for our children. So I think oh, you're very welcome. Thank and you. I look forward to talking to you more as see what's happening with Sherry Fink. <laughs> so thank you, Sherry. Thank you so much. And we'll be talking with my listeners next week on Joyce Buford. And her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.